Emma. And I'm Maddie. And this is the Content Creatives Podcast. Our mission is to inspire creatives to discover, grow, and own their brand. Today, we're reflecting on our most recent podcast series, Own Your Time. We'll be sharing our thoughts about how we think the series went. But before we get started, let's do our question of the day. And the question of the day is, what does your ideal workday look like? Waking up at noon, not logging no i'm just kidding i'm like trying because i'm just I, like but I, I, this could be whatever you want if you want to start your day at noon then that would be your ideal work day no because see then i like i feel kind of like because it feels like the day goes by so much faster when you wake up at noon yeah but like i do love the days that i get to sleep in like don't get me wrong but i will say it just i don't walk away from that day feeling as mm-hmm. good about it so like i loved the days when i was waking up at like Honestly, it was waking up at five. I don't want to do that again. But like even waking up at six or six thirty, like do a really light exercise just to wake up like body shower and then just like go to work and log off. Like, honestly, like I think that's the biggest thing is like the the work life balance thing. Like do your job, log off, done. Is there like kind of time that you want to shut off? <sighs> I mean... Uh, technically my work day is supposed to end at like 4 30 every day yeah so like that would be great if i could start to do that but i am not doing that um yeah because it be, it would be nice to be able to i don't really know that there's like an ideal time it would be great if i could do 4 30 i guess if the, this is this is whatever we want yeah so this like is whatever you want probably like 4 4 30 yeah yeah how about you it's funny for up until i got laid off in 2020 all I wanted in my ideal work day was to be able to work out in the middle of the day. Like I'm not, that literally is a source of like happiness to be able to like, like having a lunchtime workout literally helps my health and well-being so much. I just can't do the midday thing. I it, If I don't start my day off with it, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Like straight up. If I don't do it in the morning, like before I get started and everything else, I'm not going to do it because then something's going to come up and I'm just going to go down the rabbit hole and I'm going to be like, oh shoot, I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to do this. And then my brain is going a million miles a minute. Nope. Can't do it. I need to work out first thing in, in the morning, morning or it won't yeah. happen. And like right now, since I'm training for a half, like I'll twice a week, I'll wake up like at 630 and then I'll be running by 6 45 7 o'clock a.m and so then that way like so then that way I'll get my run in first thing in the morning and I do love that but yeah so for me my ideal work day I I guess I feel pretty lucky to say that like I get to have my ideal work day every day because I have flexibility in my day I get to wake up early in the morning take my dog Boone on a walk um if it's not like a running morning um then I get to journal eat breakfast start my day, like log online and then like start my day from there. And then halfway through the day, um, I really like getting like a midday work or a mid, yeah, midday workout. Um, I feel like it's a great way to like reset for my day. And then by noon, I would say like, I've already gone through my most productive time. And so I love like getting a workout in, coming back, showering, eating, and then like just finishing up my day with like low energy tasks and then wrapping things up around, you know, 4.30 or 5 or whatever that may, that may be. But yeah, for me, an ideal work day looks like a balanced work day yes. where I get to work out. I get to start the morning I wait, the way I want to start my morning. I get to eat throughout the day and like 
I mean, it was just like my biggest pet peeve. I hated like work when I was working full time when those days you don't get to eat. I I was just gonna deeply say, unhappy. Yeah, no, like I I would fit. I would definitely put breakfast and lunch in my ideal work day for sure. Because I so. don't ever eat that. It's so bad. Yeah. I really like. I feel like I just because the day yeah. it's like it's like five and I'm like what just happened? I just it feels like I blinked and I like I wasn't hungry because of the coffee. Ugh. Yeah. yeah, I definitely need to eat more. I notice when I haven't eaten as much because my brain just like starts saying random words. Yeah, it's I, not as mm. like I'm not as clear a communicator. So I need to get better at that. A lot of my people on my team are like, work on it. <laughs> like, like they can tell when I haven't eaten. It's actually kind of funny. Yeah. But, yeah. No, well, I, love I was going to say like and I, the reason I wanted to do this question of the day is because we had this in the in the series. And I think once you start to visualize like what your ideal workday looks like then you can really take those steps to start owning your time and prioritizing like what's most important to you and if you need to eat breakfast and lunch and snacks throughout the day then you you prioritize that right and you set that intention if you need to work out at some point during the day you also set that intention and make it a priority right it's all about your experience and I think like once you realize that you can make a work day that works for you. I think you just feel so much more empowered and like confident to like complete whatever job you're working on or your task or whatever project you're focused on. Yeah, absolutely. So for those of you who don't know, which hopefully you have listened to all these episodes, but if you haven't, we just completed a five-part podcast series called Own Your Time. In case you missed it, we covered topics on six ways you can be more intentional with your time, how you might be spending your time on social media, 12 tips or steps of a brand partnership, and how much time it takes you to complete a brand partnership three time management tips and how to free up your time as a creator. So what was your favorite episode? I think my favorite episode was the brand partnership one, like going through the 12 steps it takes to like complete a brand partnership. I hope that was like eye opening for everyone. Cause again, like I just did this exercise like, like a month ago where I documented my processes and how much time I spent on Instagram on a weekly basis. And I wrote down 34 hours a week. And at first I was like, how is this possible? (laughs) But then I realized I was like, oh yeah, if I'm doing four campaigns a month, if I'm doing one campaign a week, that's about 40 hours a week. And that's about right. Because it does take time to cycle through and work with brands and, you know, negotiate rates, read through creative briefs, submit content, submit revisions, go live. Like there's a lot that goes into it. And so I would say that was my favorite episode because again, like I did that exercise and I was like, wow, this is how much time I'm spending. Yeah. I mean, those like those exercises are really enlightening. I love stuff like that. And for me, I feel like how to free up your time as a creator was probably my favorite just because like work-life balance is like one of the biggest things that I'm working on in my personal life. So I really like just kind of thinking through that in different ways that you can outsource or allocate your time or rethink your time. That's always really interesting to me. Nice. So what's something that you learned through the series? It could be about each other or maybe like a topic that we covered. Was there anything you learned specifically? I learned that you thought I was a good interviewer. <laughs> I I was literally going to say that episode when we went through and we, or this was unplanned by the way. I was not, I we like laid out a list of strengths and weaknesses and depending on who you are, right? You might deem something a strength or a weakness. And I was like, oh Maddie, we should just go through and say, if we find this a strength or weakness. And I literally was about to say that I, I was shocked that you didn't think you were a good public speaker. Cause I'm like, 
Yeah. <laughs> but we speak on the podcast all but it's the time. Different. It is different. It is different, right? Because I can speak on like a Zoom meeting okay. Even that, like when the like when it gets like too big, it's a little intimidating, but oh my gosh. Speaking in person, I took a public speaking class at UW. You guys can't see the face I'm making. It was horrifying. (laughs) Oh, Oh my God. We had to stand up in the middle of Red Square, which is like a UW thing. It's not the... Uh, Russian thing. Oh my that's gosh! They, right, yeah. that's called Red Square. I Never think. mind. But like in UW, they have a Red Square, and that's literally like they had to stand up and give our speech in front of so many people and random passersby, and my hands were shaking. Like I can't stop it. Yeah, I literally can't stop that's it. A, it's just a, a reaction. A lot of people feel that way. It's just, but it's so weird because I like feel so calm right before. I'm like, no, it's not going to be that big a deal. I step up there. Instantly, my hands start shaking. Like my voice starts like cracking. And I'm like, what is going on? So yeah, I'm not a good public speaker. It's funny. You describe that. And it's like, for me, I'm nervous. And then the moment I'm like on the stage, I'm fine. It's really <laughs> funny. Anyways, we recommend like going through that list and like seeing what your strengths or weaknesses are, right? Because depending on like what your strengths and weaknesses are, that helps you figure out where you can free up your time because then you get to focus on things that you want to focus on Mm -hmm. and then outsource the things that you may not want to focus on. So what's one piece of advice you'd give to someone who's feeling overwhelmed with time? So hopefully all these podcast episodes have been helpful, but is there any other pieces of advice you want to call out? Um, or reshare um, for anyone who's feeling overwhelmed with time? I honestly feel like the biggest thing is like definitely take breaks like in like vacations and stuff like that. Like obviously, but like on those vacations, like really be intent, like literally like dedicate like a weekend a month or a weekend a quarter if like you're really like stressed for time to do literally nothing. Mm-hmm. literally nothing like and I like as someone who is perpetually busy and like perpetually overwhelmed and burnt out this was so hard for me when I first started doing it because I was just like I need to be productive I literally can't sit still and do nothing like that's just not how I work that's not how my brain works but like I literally just forced myself to like sit and read or like sit out in the sun and like have a glass of wine while talking to Sam, something literally just like do. I said something, but literally do nothing like literally just like relax. Don't feel like you need to be productive. And like having more times like that, I think gives you a lot of clarity into what brings you peace. And it's really uncomfortable. But like those times will really give you clarity on what you do enjoy doing, like where you want to spend your time, because that is when your brain is the least cluttered and the least stressed. And so it's going to take a while to get there. But for me, that has really helped me find like where my passions lie and like the things that I want to focus on and prioritize. Um, I think for me, I think like we've, we talked about this the very first episode. Um, If you're feeling overwhelmed with time, I would recommend taking a step back and figuring out what your relationship with time is. And then that way you can start to ask those leading questions on like why you feel overwhelmed. Because sometimes like, again, we mentioned this in this episode, in that previous episode, like there are things we grow up, you know, in our households and we don't realize that like our parents, our loved ones, our caregivers, our communities may have had like a specific way they raised us with schedules or lack of schedules or, you know, feeling like we have to rush to the next thing or not rush to the next thing. And that impacts our relationship and our attitudes towards 
time. And like once you realize like, oh, actually, like I always feel constrained. It doesn't matter if I'm working full time or if I'm working part time or if I'm in school or if I'm not in school or if I'm, you know, have a project I'm working towards or I'm not. Like once you realize like, oh, it actually like I'm realizing that this attitude and this belief is being carried over regardless of the situation I'm in, then you can actually like start to shift your narrative and shift your relationship with time to one where you do feel like you're in control. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a really big one. Just uh, overwhelmment, right? Like that comes with feeling like you have a lack of control. But then when you start to realize, oh, wait, but like my relationship with time, like this is a belief that I have with time and your beliefs can change. Yeah, And you know that as a person, right? Because like you know, as a child, you may have had different beliefs as you are as an adult. And even as an adult, you might be growing and changing, you know, every year, right? And so knowing that you can recognize a relationship with time and then shift it, I think is very, very powerful in learning how to own your time. A thousand percent. Yeah. All right, you guys. Well, if you enjoyed the Own Your Time series, please let us know. We have actually started brainstorming like future series that we want to talk about. One of the things we want to talk about maybe is organization. We can also do a whole series just focused on content. I mean, that is like a big one, right? Like there's so many ways that we could talk about content on the podcast. So many many ways. But yeah, let us know if you enjoyed the Own Your Time series. Um, We want to thank you guys for listening to today's episode and our reflections and the rest of the series. And if you enjoyed today's episode and the Own Your Time series, please rate, review, and recommend the podcast to a friend. Share what you've learned on Instagram stories. We love seeing what you've learned and that you're listening. And we love resharing those on Instagram. And if we haven't connected on Instagram yet, you can find us at Emma's Edition, at Mad Crate, and at the Content Creatives Podcast. Sign up for our email newsletter and join our Facebook group. And we'll see you guys next time.